to the next installment of Freedom Wire, the, our podcast at least. Uh, we're down short. We're down one Ryan James. He's uh, fighting the good fight out on the golf course, uh, taking some much needed R&R. Where the rest of us are here and ready to talk about Emperor Biden and his new executive orders. Uh, something he has gone overboard with, not even barely a weekend as being president. And he's already signed more than any president ever uh, in his first 100 days. So let's go ahead and we're going to talk about that. But before we do, do all the good stuff. Please like this video, share this video, comment below. Do you think Trump was a dictator or do you think Biden is a dictator for doing 18 executive orders day one? Um, comment below. Also, please subscribe to the channel if you haven't already and hit the notifications bell. That way you'll know every time a new episode is up. Also, if you're not a member of Freedom Wire, it's real easy to become one. Click the link on the bottom right-hand side of the screen and it will take you to Freedom Wire. Give us your email and we'll start sending you the stories that are important to conservatives like you and like us. You probably won't read anywhere else. All right, guys. So the... Where do you even begin? So one of the big things that the left kept talking about Trump was he was an authoritarian, that he was an emperor, that he was trying to install himself as king. Meanwhile, in just not even 24 hours, Biden signs 18 executive orders that turned Trump's America first you know, prior being as you know, America first uh, slogan into America last. I mean, I don't, I don't know where else to start than than that. It's, it seems to be that Biden has no problem destroying everything that Trump built without even taking a look to see if it is beneficial for Americans. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I could add to that. He not only did he sign eighteen executive orders within that first. 24, 48 hours, but he's since increased that number to at least 23 executive orders in a total of like 33, I think it's 33, maybe 35, um, total executive actions as president, whether it was a memo, executive order, or another action he took. Um, He seems to have no problem ruling by decree, and not only does he issue these orders, but he doesn't follow them himself, which we'll get into. So, um, you know, he's, he's, on the right path to becoming a great dictator. Yeah, and it, it's rather ironic that the the general vibe of the Biden administration and of the Trump administration are actually quite similar in the fact that their main purpose for existing is to dismantle everything done by the previous administration. The only key difference here is that while Trump was willing to fight that through the proper channels, Biden was just willing to weaponize executive orders to get it done. Trump spent four years trying to dismantle stuff Obama did and getting nowhere. Biden comes in and in less than a week has essentially overturned the majority of things that Trump did. And that is a little bit concerning given that we have, you know, a president who is now willing to go outside his constitutional authority to do all these things and a Congress that is willing to just stand by and let it happen. But, you know, again, double standard, not something we didn't know before. This is the way things are in in politics. The left gets away with murder. The right gets nothing done whatsoever. That's not new. But 
Yeah, remember when when Trump said that uh, Obama and Biden were his motivation for running, and then on the, on the debate stage, Biden said that Trump was his motivation for running. They're both doing the same thing, only <laughs> Biden was willing to cheat to get it done. Recurring theme here, I think. Yeah, when when you look at the history of the past five presidents, um, first three days. I mean, Trump signed one, one executive order. Bush signed zero executive orders. Obama has them both beat with five, but Biden blew them out of the water. 19, in the first three days, 19 executive orders. And again, like, like I said in the beginning, these do not help America. What this done is, is, is it's put Americans at risk starting with the ending of the Keystone Pipeline that ended at least, at least what they're saying, 10, five to 10,000 jobs, if not more. Right off the bat, day one, there you go. Happy, here you go, America. Here, here, here's an, a pink slip. That's what you get when you vote for Biden. He basically fired that many Americans and not to mention the same ones, uh, the, the jobs that were lost at the at the border wall that he held, held to construction on as well it's like wait a second bro are you not even paying attention to what you're doing this is taking money out of americans mouths and in the in the spirit of optics for his base in in the last week and bear in mind he, he's been president for exactly one week as of when this episode goes live this episode will, in fact, be premiering probably right around the exact hour mark when he got sworn into office. Um, in that week, he has managed to become a strong contender for the most anti-job president of the last 40 years, possibly ever. And much of it was done contrary to campaign trail promises. You know, he swore up and down that he was going to ban fracking. Then when Trump said, it's a bad thing that you're banning fracking, he said, you're lying if you say I'm banning fracking. He said he was never going to ban it. And then lo and behold, he's banned all fracking on federal land, day one. That was one of his, his day one agenda items. Then you get into things where he said he's not going to kill the, in the energy industry. He's not going to overturn America's energy independence. He's doing all these great things. And then sure enough, kills the Keystone Pipeline, removes thousands upon thousands of jobs, and his press secretary the next day comes out and says, oh, they can just get new jobs. Isn't that the exact kind of callousness and lack of empathy that they said disqualified Trump from being president? Isn't this the exact kind of behavior and rhetoric that they said made Trump a cold, heartless businessman who only cared about money? For them to essentially kill all these jobs in an economy that's already suffering and then trot out there and be like, oh, just learn to code, go back to school, get a different job. That should be incredibly disrespectful. Good news is the Democratic voter base sees that. Everyone who voted for Biden, including unions who backed him, are now pissed off about this pipeline being killed. Native American tribes who put their support behind Biden are saying that his campaign against the energy industry is harming their, uh, their, their sovereignty and their ability to function as a community. And of course, Biden doesn't care because these people were just stepping stones to get to the White House. 
just like every other group. But the media won't talk about it. But even their own base is angry about this. The question is, what did they think was going to happen when they voted for him? I don't care what he said, if he promised he was going to keep these union jobs and not ban fracking and all this stuff. His record shows the exact opposite. He's said himself the exact opposite. So we tried to warn them. We can't say, you know, conservatives can't say that we did not warn Americans who tried to vote for Joe Biden that this wasn't going to happen or that this was going to happen. So it's really, it's not a surprise, really. To, it shouldn't be a surprise to anyone because we saw this coming. But um, yeah, he just, he's destroying jobs. He doesn't lead by example, the, the power of example, like he had been talking about and accusing Trump of not doing himself. For example, like the, the 100 day face mask mandate for federal employees, just minutes after signing that, he went uh, maskless at the Lincoln Memorial for a photo op. So it's really, and we're seeing a lot about how this administration is going to run over the next four years and just the first week in office. Um, I hope that people learn from their mistake of voting for him and vote for Trump in 2024. You, you know what's funny though, Grace, is I've, I've talked to some people and I've showed them everything he's done, which has been egregious. Um, not to mention, he just he, he uh, just recently he uh, started tensions back up with Russia, um, sent troops to Syria. I mean, there's all kinds of things that this guy has done, but yet you cannot get a liberal to admit that some of this stuff is bad for America. I've tried. I said, can you show? I go and here's a, here's what's funny. As soon as he ended the 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 uh, Keystone Pipeline, I, I go, watch, and I was telling everybody, watch what happens with gas. In, a week, in less than a week, gas has gone up 20 cents per gallon. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and at my at, at this one local gas station that I, I go by every day, I was like, 20 cents in a week? When is the last time you saw that? Oh yeah, under Obama, when gas is almost $4 a freaking gallon. They don't have, they, they are too proud to admit they got some buyer's remorse. They were so dead set against Trump that, that they didn't think about the consequences of voting in Biden and now they're stuck. And now they got to put, they can't put their money where their, or they have to put their money where their mouth is and defend them over what he's done for stuff that's indefensible. Like you, you talked about the mask mandate. Um, this is on all federal land. So if you're if you're if you're uh, hiking in Yosemite and you're in the middle of nowhere without somebody around, if they spot you without a mask, you could you could pay a fine or be arrested or something. Um, they said, well, you know, they said they, they said it by CDC guidelines, but there's also another section that says whenever you're on this land, you have to have a mask. So it's like, what are we going to do here? How? How do they not see this as a loss of freedoms? Well, I don't know if they, it's that they don't want to admit that they have buyer's remorse or that it's, they don't want to admit that they don't care because, you know, Biden bans fracking or he stops the keys to the pipeline. That's an env environmental win for them. They think they're probably going to think that's amazing because, oh my gosh, we're going to stop climate change and we're going to save the earth. I don't, I think they just don't want to admit the, the consequence that it caused job loss. 
Well, there are certain Democrats and certain organizations, like I said, that backed Biden, who are now expressing great displeasure at what he's done, as well they should. The most diehard Democrat is never going to admit that they were wrong, either because they just don't want to admit it or because they genuinely believe that what has been done is a good thing. But here, here's something worth pointing out here. With the exception of maybe one or two of the more moderate Democrats, there was not a single DNC candidate for the 2020 election who didn't support doing these things. They were all on board with it. It would not have mattered who they nominated. It wouldn't have mattered if it had been Bernie Sanders, if Kamala Harris had gotten far without, you know, dropping out with less than 1% of support before the first primary, it wouldn't have mattered which candidate they went with. They would have ended up here anyway, because th this is what they promised. And sure, when it got time for the general election and Biden was, you know, making promises up and down and denying all the horrible things he had said he was going to do. Sure, they were trying to appeal to people, but they've been open about this. We knew this was coming. And that's why it is very easy for anyone on the right to want to sit back and say, see, we told you, we, we told you that all this was going to happen. Nobody listened to it. But with the mask thing, think about it. That he, he framed it as it's a 100-day masking challenge, a lead by example from the, the executive branch that is supposed to be followed because they're doing a great job setting an example to inspire people. Well, then with the, the provision that it has to be done on all federal land and on federal buildings, they make it mandatory. It's, it's no longer a suggestion. It's no longer a challenge. And then when you compare that to the fact that on the campaign trail, Biden said, oh, there's no way we can't. And also we shouldn't make it mandatory. He essentially promised like there's no good way to make this thing mandatory because that's illegal. And then on day one, he goes and does it anyway. And like Grace said, within hours is not abiding by his own laws. And problem is Biden is well within the age range that should actually be wearing a mask because it's dangerous. And now with states reopening around the country as they celebrate Biden's victory, uh, they're also saying, you know what, maybe, maybe go ahead and double or even triple mask. Put on two or three of them because it's safer. Well, where, where, where's the logic here? It's, it's, it's a loss of logic, but it's a, it truly is also a loss of compassion. Um, I, you've probably heard me say this before. I, 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 the Dems' response to any issue is to take something away, is to, is to nix it or to outlaw something or whatever. Their, their, their solution is never add you know, add a new technology, add a new program. It's always take away, take away, take away. And, you know, we saw this with, with Biden's moratorium on, on, on inclusion of, of trans individuals into, into uh, sports, which is scary, scary, because there is an MMA fighter. Uh, her name is Fallon Fox, spent 28 years as a man spent 21 28 years with testosterone in her body building up bone density building up musculature she fights women other bi actual biological women and she's already fractured one, one woman's skull with the power that she has 
by doing by by mandating that sports have to include transgenders in in their opposite or whatever um, uh, gender they identify with, what they're doing is they're literally taking opportunities away from young biological women that they say they're their friends. Oh, we're friends with the feminists. You know, we, we were all for women, women. You know, but then it, they make a move like this that basically ends competitive women's sports because what woman can compete physically with a biological man in some of these instances? It's scary what can happen. And that's the thing, because they want to be presenting a front as though, you know, all the various leftist special interest groups are hand in hand, lockstep on the same page with everything. But when you really get down to it, the transgender narrative and the feminist narrative are completely incompatible. The feminist narrative says that, you know, there is no difference between a man and a woman. Everything that, you know, determines gender is just a social construct. Quote, author Judith Butler saying, gender is performative. Your gender is just based on what you do and what society expects that you do and all that. There's, you, you can put a woman in any role that a man is occupying and it's exactly the same because there's no difference. The transgender narrative says you can change your gender because you feel you have a female brain in a male body or a male brain in a female body. Well, according to feminists, there's no such thing as a female brain. There's no such thing as a male brain. Everything that makes a gender has been forced on you by society. Transgender movement says that, no, there are inherently gender things and sometimes they can be put in the wrong body. It's completely incompatible. So when they try to pretend like they're all on the same page, it's a lie. Or at the very least, people who are ignorant of their own position. And anyone who's trying to present this as, oh, it's a great step for women's rights, then why is it that transgender men, men who transition to women, are now winning in women's sports? There, there's, there's really no logic behind it. But again, it looks good to the base. So they'll throw that piece of red meat out there and say anyone who is against it hates trans people, hates women, even though you know no one can actually define what a woman is anymore. We celebrate Kamala Harris for being the first female vice president and then pass an executive order that essentially makes the term woman meaningless. Does not make any sense. Yeah, they do all this to be inclusive, but, and I think there's two different kinds of, of feminists. There's feminists who are really pro-man like you're saying, like biological men who want to be women or they think they're women or whatever it is. And then there's feminists who want to put women first. And that's the kind of feminism that we should be promoting, not the kinds that actually promote men. Isn't that like the opposite of feminism? I mean, it's pretty bizarre. And these people just lack facts. They lack logic or they just, they're delusional and they don't want to deal with it. I mean, of course, there's no difference between like women and men mentally as far as like performing a certain job or something like that but physically there's every difference between men and women and that's obvious i mean the one that gets me the most is when progressives try to say that men can breastfeed and men can have babies and it's just like it's so confusing to me because none of it makes makes any sense and i don't know how feminists can claim to be inclusive like i just it just doesn't make sense to me yeah we're, we're not talking about 
men make better CEOs than women, because that's not true. We're talking about your average man can deadlift more than your average woman, because that's, you know, an observable fact. And if you recall a few years ago, I can't remember exactly when it was, but Caitlyn Jenner won the Woman of the Year award. How does that advance the cause of women? Not a woman. Yeah, like that, that should be, and it was offensive to women. There was a, a first responder who had won the Woman of the Year award for her actions on 9-11. She gave the award back because of how offensive that was. And that's, that's the appropriate response because it's making any accomplishment by one gender or the other meaningless. Because again, they say there's no such thing as gender. Then why are we celebrating gender accomplishments? <laughs> no, no logical consistency. And the fact that that was backed up by an executive order from the president less than a week into his administration, kind of concerning. Because if he'll take the first seven days to do this, where are we going for the next four years? Or, you know, however long it, it is with Biden calling the shots after that, you never know. But it, it really is kind of concerning for where we're supposed to go from here. In a way, we should be glad he did it by executive order so that the next president can just undo his executive order. Yeah, we, we've, we've weaponized executive orders and impeachments. They, they are now meaningless. They are now just ways to circumvent the actual law. And honestly, presidents have been abusing executive orders since like George W. Bush. Bush did it. Obama did it. Trump did it. And now you know, Biden is taking it to the extreme, but it's still pretty bad when all of them do it because half the things they're including in their orders should have been determined by Congress. We didn't have a ton of time to get into it, but we're now back in the Paris Climate Accord because of a unilateral decision made by Biden because he was unhappy that Trump took us out of it. So right after he killed the Keystone Pipeline, banned fracking and ended America's energy independence and you know, made us once again reliant on foreign energy sources. He put us back into an agreement that essentially is an international treaty. It's really not binding, but because it's not binding, that just means America has to either go back on its word or continue paying egregious amounts of money for it. Well, it's, it's binding monetarily. Say again? It's binding monetarily speaking. Yes. Like the options of the Paris Agreement are either you lie about how much you're contributing or you contribute the exact amount and you're the only one doing it <laughs> because they, they put like China and India on there who don't uphold their end. This was Trump's entire point. It's just America paying for it. But here we are. We're back in it. So say bye-bye to your money. But lots of big extravagant things done by a group of people who still owe us all $2,000 stimulus checks. Yeah, seriously. And I wanted to add that, you know, and I thought Biden would go the legislative route even more now and not go executive order because Democrats have control of Congress and the Senate and the presidency. Why can't they get it passed through legislation? Do, do they think they can't? Do they think they don't have the votes? Like, that's what's weird to me. Like, why does he feel the need to go through executive order? Because he can. The precedent's been established. Let's get it done faster. It, it, it's, it looks much better on his record to say that he 
pushed through all 18 executive orders on day one, as opposed to he put 18 things before Congress and got it done two months later. Uh, anyone who is actually concerned about the massive bloat of power that exists in the executive branch right now, we all realize that's a bad thing. Anyone who supports him does not. Yeah, and, and it's, here's the thing. It's only going to get worse from here, guys. It's only going to go down. He can only sign more. It's not like he can take any away. So this is what we're in for. And this isn't even a week in. It is crazy. Um, ladies and gentlemen, hopefully you're liked or agreed with what you heard. If you do believe us, if you, if you believe like us, and you think that Biden is being a mini dictator by signing all these orders, do us a favor. Let us know. Comment on the below. Also, like, share, do all that stuff we talked about at the beginning. Become a member of Freedom Wire. Um, guys, we're, we are a dying breed. And as we found out recently, you don't even have to be committing a crime to become arrested simply for being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Um, guys, I, I, I don't know where to... Does anybody have anything they want to they wanna talk to the people? About? I, I'm still kind of gun or uh, shell-shocked about all what's happened in this past week. So it's like, I don't even know where to start, where to end sometimes right now. I think we need to push Republicans to get things done and to actually work. I think a lot of them are just talking. I don't see anyone really putting forth any effort. And also, like, let's not, instead of just pushing Republicans to get stuff done, how about we as Republicans work to get things done? I mean, I know it's not easy, but there was once a time when the vision for our representatives was supposed to be people who actually represent the people. And there, there should definitely be a strong movement to try to make that happen once again. And of course, I just, you know, edit and do podcasts. It's not like I'm some, you know, financing wizard who knows to, to how to tell you how to finance your run for Congress. But there are people out there who can do that. And I think it's time we, we try to work to make our representative government representative once again. And I'll also throw in a reminder, check the links in the description below to articles, other podcasts, stuff on the site that we talked about today, even some things we didn't get to, because Biden has a very, very, very long list of agenda items, many of which he's already accomplished, and we just didn't have a long enough podcast to get to all of them. So go down there, check that out, and uh, leave us a comment. Let us know what you think. The conservative voice is being silenced pretty aggressively. We don't do that here. Let us hear your thoughts down in the comments. We take time to read all of them. So by all means, share your beliefs. Do you agree with us? Do you think we're completely wrong? Do you think Sean's beard looks good today? Whatever you got, let us know. Yeah, I, I think that's a great sentiment. I mean, not just my beard looking good, but make America's representative government representative again it would be great uh, guys again thank you for listening we totally appreciate you guys um sticking with us and and hopefully you enjoyed what you heard remember you guys are americans you got rebel blood coursing through your veins stay free and god bless you guys